You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 328, The Creature Who Conned the Legion. And welcome to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, uh, episode 328. I am Paul French, and today I am proud nerd dad lad. Wow, that's a yeah, long name. It, it is indeed. It, it is indeed. It is it block. It is not. Um, mm. But uh, but uh, Jam was away for uh, a bit of this weekend, um, and then recovering for the rest of it. And uh, so. Um, <laughs> Um, I had a couple of, of fun movie nights with, with my big girl after uh, Sarah went to bed and we decided uh, to, she wanted superhero movies this week. So we watched uh, the Lego Batman movie on Friday night. Woohoo! Yeah. And then she wanted to watch another movie. And, uh, and by the time we got it started, she fell asleep on the couch. So, I, so I carried her up to bed. And, uh, and then yesterday it was uh, rinse and repeat. And uh, we, we chose for the first movie, the, uh, the Justice League um, Trapped in Time. Mm-hmm. The one that just came out. The, the, the one with uh, Karate Kid and Dawnstar. And, and Dawnstar, exactly. So we watched that. And here is why I am such a proud nerd dad lad. Because as we're watching it, she's like, Daddy, why does Wonder Woman have a cape? Wonder Woman doesn't have a cape. <laughs> I love her. Daddy. Love your daughter. Daddy, Daddy, Aquaman is wearing a tank top. <laughs> Aquaman doesn't wear Aquaman doesn't wear a tank top. And and Solomon Grundy isn't wearing the coat. He's just got the sleeves ripped off. He's wearing a tank top too. Daddy, this movie's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> she actually said this movie's a mess. This movie is a hot mess. Now Daddy. she ended up really enjoying it, but once she got past the whole different costumes thing. Interestingly, as a kid who was brought up with um uh Justice League Unlimited and all that stuff, she's used to Superman in the underwear. Superman in the new 52 costume didn't phase her in the least. She didn't even notice that. She didn't notice it at all. The only costume she she commented that uh, that uh, Batman and Robin's costumes looked odd. That was because at the time they were wearing their um, Batwing suits. Wow. Um, um, but she did um, she did make note of uh, of Wonder Woman with the cape and uh, and Aquaman with the tank top. And so she was like, "Daddy, this movie's a mess." But she but but we we both quite enjoyed it. Although at some point. Jonathan Kent was not Jonathan Kent. He was Paul Kent. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Are uh, you sure they didn't mean Pa Kent? Maybe. maybe. I, I don't know. I'm just grasping. You know what? You, you, you may be right. You may be right. But why would she have called him Pa when they didn't have a kid yet? Oh, there's that. Cause then, cause then it's just creepy. That that is creepy. Yeah, <laughs> that is creepy. So it's like Superman looking at Supergirl and saying, "You know, if this was a different state, I would marry you." <laughs> oh, creepy, creepy moments in comics. Speaking of speaking of creepy states, over to you, sir. 
Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, my next door neighbor is having a bit of a moment. Um, <laughs> uh, I am Darren Noel, and it has been um, it's been quite a weekend. Um, I am fabulous ball boy tonight <laughs> um, for several reasons. Uh, fabulous because I, I helped um, uh, MC for a wedding of two of my best friends neon and sean and they are um they got married at uh, in toronto Woo! Um, earlier this year because you know legal there yeah yeah well, and, well um, welcome to the 21st century thank you <laughs> um and while we were celebrating the the nuptials um apparently alabama struck its um ha- had its um gay marriage ban struck by a federal court judge and when we, we just got online here, I have discovered that that uh, ruling, which was set to go into effect Monday morning at 8 a.m., has been stayed till February yeah, 9th. People are surprised. I'm not surprised at that at all. I'm sure there was a lot of political pressure on the judge to stay the ruling, even though. See, he, here's the funny thing about this. Uh, the 11th Circuit is Georgia, Florida, and Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 11th <laughs> Circuit did not respond to Florida's request for a stay. Um, and the Supreme Court didn't respond to Florida's request for a stay, which is why Florida has, you know, marriage equality now. Yep. Alabama's like, well, maybe they'll listen to our stay. And I was looking at the judge. It says in the news release that um, the attorney general has not shown he is likely to succeed on appeal. The attorney general has not shown that he will suffer irreparable harm. Granting a stay will irreparably harm the plaintiffs and other same-sex couples. The public interest will be harmed by a stay. Yet the stay has been granted. So – Thank you. Um, so, you know, take one step forward, two steps back. You know, February 9th, fine. Plan for Valentine's Day in Alabama. It's going to be yeah. off the chain. <laughs> and it is, we're going to be bringing in the mirrored <laughs> disco balls, and it's just going to be fabulous. Roll it's going to be fabulous. <laughs> Roll tide, bitches. Roll tide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it's gonna it's gonna be pretty darn amazing, and I'm very proud of my friends, and I'm very happy for them. And nice. Things are things are we got some good stuff going on. Of course, all that took a backseat today because I've been studying for the GMAT mostly because mm. that is Thursday for me. So, uh, as y'all hear this on Thursday, if you want to send me some good vibes, I will certainly take it. Nice. Thank you. Nice. Over to you, Maddie. Oh, uh, I'm Matt Kramer, and. Today I am Catan Kid because we spent most of the afternoon playing <sighs> Settlers of Catan. Nice. Uh, for a second there, I thought Katana had had a sex change and I just wasn't aware of it. <laughs> no. And as always, you wind up cursing the sheep. Uh, well, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. All, it, you know, that's it's a, it's one game where it's always like it's all it all comes down to the sheep and, and how compliant they are. And and it's all about the trade. You know, the trading off. And it's the mm-hmm. I've got some wood for some sheep. Mm. <laughs> I did not make this game. Oh I did not make this game. I have nothing to say about this. Except that was dirty. Excellent. Well, and uh, and I think uh, I think Scott is unable to join us because he is visiting uh, Doctor Gimmel on Medicus One. Yeah, apparently he had a run-in with infectious last. Summer. <sighs> so hopefully he's feeling better. He's got a little of the Denebian flu. Mm. Mm, that stuff's nasty. No, both ends are running, kids. Both ends are running. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Not pretty. 
Hey, so we've got. Um, um, you know, that brings up an interesting question. We're gonna have to ask him. Um, does Scott puke in orange as well? <laughs> just a thought. People, just, just a thought. Just saying. Just saying. Um, we uh, we have a, 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 a little bit of sort of tangential Legion news, um, and uh, kind of a sad little bit of news. Aww. Um Starfinger no longer with us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, it, this this was actually a couple of weeks back, but uh, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, Taylor Negron. Uh, an outstanding actor that you've seen in about a thousand things Uh, great actor and comedian um, who also also voiced uh, um, he he voiced uh, Starfinger in the Legion of Superheroes cartoon Uh, but you've seen him in a ton of things yeah. Um, any, any movie where they needed a pizza delivery person. <laughs> yes. Well, so right there, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He was. Uh, he's been in Seinfeld, uh, Friends, Party of Five, uh, That's So Raven, Wizards of Waverly Place, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Reno Nine One One, and uh, um, just yeah, just a, a ton of stuff. Uh, River's Edge, Last Boy Scout, Angels in the Outfield. He was of course in the Aristocrats, uh, Better Off Dead, Biodome, Easy Money, mm. uh, Young Doctors in Love, and uh, and actually he um, uh, Amy Heckerling's movie Vamps. He reprised the uh, uh, pizza delivery scene from <laughs> Fast Times. Mm. So. Um, mm. Yeah, so um, you know, just uh, just a, a really you know did a lot of writing, um, um, and and one of the uh, things I heard this on uh, what's it called um, um, the radio there, Polly on the uh, on the radio no uh, on uh, Hollywood <laughs> Babylon actually they were talking ah. about there was this woman who used to run like um, a, a boarding house uh, and used to put up a lot of uh, of of um, you know uh, comics and uh, and and actors that were kind of down on their luck and she used to put them all up at a, at, at a, um, very very reasonable rates and uh, helped a lot of them out and uh, he wrote a beautiful uh, this was about this was about a year ago um, and uh, she was actually murdered by uh, by someone who uh, was was staying at the place and wow. uh, yeah and he wrote this this for the uh, for the LA Times he wrote this uh, either the LA Times or the Hollywood Hollywood Reporter one or the other of them um, and he wrote this beautiful um, very very moving uh, uh, obituary to her and a, and a real tribute to her um, he was also the cousin of Chuck Negron from uh, Three Dog Night mm. so uh, so sadly uh, died at the age of 57 of uh, of liver cancer and uh, uh, you know we will we will fondly remember uh, in, in his place in Legion lore uh, as the uh, Euro trash uh, Starfinger and, Indeed, uh, he was hilarious. What are you? Get away from me! Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Just awesome. So, uh, so uh, sorry to hear of of his loss. So that's, like I said, a little bit of sort of tangential Legion news. But it's Eurotrash Starfinger, which was honestly one of the things that stood out most about about any villains in the cartoon, that's true. right? Exactly. <laughs> my my friend who's getting into the Legion just started watching it, and he was like. Really, Alexis Luthor, and I'm like, yeah, they were reaching. Just go. <laughs> so you know, yeah, the Starfinger was pretty hilarious, I must say. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
All right, so we are going to get into uh, a bit of a bit of uh, old school Legion. We haven't we haven't done this in a, in a while. Like I had to go th- back through to see where we left off, and it was around <laughs> it was around three oh five. So we'll we'll get back to Karate Kid, but we're not gonna we're not doing it if Scott's not here because yeah. you know we're not gonna Scott's suffer thing. alone. Yeah. yeah, we're not gonna suffer by ourselves because Mi- misery loves Karate company. Kid issues, kids. Wow. Exactly, and apparently we're, we're apparently Matt tells us we're just getting into the into the part where it, where it starts getting rough. <laughs> yeah, this Hachi. is the part that starts to suck. Oh, Hachi wow. machi. So way, way to sell it. <laughs> so we we take ourselves into um, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes uh, issue number two thirty, and I'm delighted by this because it turns out. I could be in the Superman movie. What? I'm just saying. You really could be. It says so right here. <laughs> I could be in the Superman movie. You can be in a crowd shot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can't. I think. I think they showed the winner in the like the uh, the the big tab the big tabloid thing that they did. Mm-hmm. I, I think they did. Yeah. Yeah, I had them. I had both of those from from the the first two movies, and uh, I've they've since gone gone away. But mm. um, but I did have I did have those two uh, those two big ass books. Um, all right, so we uh, we get into the issue uh, twenty two Titanic teens, each possessing at least one special superpower. Together they are legend, especially since Superboy began to journey through time to 2977 A.D. to join the Legion of Superheroes. Um, In the 30th century, everything happens on a grand scale. Witness the population of the planet Remor turning out to honor five visiting Legionnaires. Ah, yes, but first, they'll have to solve a cosmic catastrophe as the world seems to explode around them. So roll call, Superboy, Sunboy, Dream Girl, Brainiac 5, and Element Lad. And Superboy punches some rocks. Yeah, he does. That's how he rolls. Like a mm-hmm. boss. Yeah, like, like a boss, exactly. And Matt's back. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Paul Levitt's writer, James Sherman and Jack Abel are the artists. Liz Barrobay is the colorist, and Bill Morse is the letterer. So this was... August of 1977. So what? About a year pre-mat. Yeah. Yeah. About a year. There you go. Cover date. So actually, 15 months. So there you go. Um, so yes, it happens almost faster than the eye can follow. Before the first earthquake shocks can pass, the legionnaires are in the air and searching for the cause. So uh, they uh, get element. You, you don't you don't want to look for the cause right now. No. <laughs> Wait, I I remember when they did look for the cause and they never found him. Um, uh, are we talking about the deflated balls again? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> because I am now going. To, it's my job to put balls in every possible way in this podcast. Balls. Um, I need to misuse balls as often as the NFL does. <laughs> At some point, 
didn't someone think maybe we should just say footballs? Maybe that was the the punishment. It's like, all right, I'm going to throw you under the bus, and uh, I'm going to throw you a couple of balls too. And and and, and 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 you're going to have to say balls a lot, a lot. Um. So anyway, shape. Element Lad points out that uh, Remore never has quakes because it's solid bedrock. So, so this is where the Flintstones was filmed. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. It is the uh, the, the the slate quarry, actually. Um, <laughs> so there's no dinosaur. No, exactly, not yet. Um, so he says how he can uh, change the lava flow to gas, um, and and uh, but it's not working. He says my power can't convert at all. So so Superboy says just keep pounding away, Element Lad. It's all we can do. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> Yes, I'm five. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, there's got to be a better way, Superboy. The Remorians can't run away from the lava quickly enough, and they're falling into the fissures, too. Um, so uh, it turns out they're all little people on Remor. Um, <laughs> That's where the Lollipop Guild lives. Okay? <laughs> but do you see the three that Superboy's kind of scooping up look vaguely like Lightning Lad, Cosmic Boy, and Saturn Girl? <laughs> totally. Totally. Um he says they throw them away. Yeah, their size may be an advantage in mining, but it sure makes rescuing them a bigger job. So they're dwarfs. Yes. Mm. Hi ho, hi ho. Oh. Um, <laughs> Balls. Um, so it turns out that Sup- that Sunboy's name has been lengthened a little bit. In this, he is Dirk Morgana. Oh my. Um, is, he, is he performing at Atlantic City? <laughs> yes. yes, he is. Um, yeah. Hmm. Um, so they they said uh, so you know hey, let's uh, they're curing the symptoms. Let's take care of the disease. Uh, so they say that the there is no still no sure cure for earthquakes, particularly on planets that should be immune to them, but. There seems to be they it, Brainiac Five has kind of figured out where the shock waves are generated and uh, and how they relate to this this particular fissure, and so some boy is to uh, fuse it shut. Mm. Uh, therefore, yeah, that, some boy solution to a lot of things really. If you can't open it up, you should just shut it. Yeah, or just just stick something in there. Um, yeah, plug, plug it up. Yeah, yeah, balls. Um, balls. So uh, he channels the flaming heat deep into the fissure with explosive results. This, this, that's, <laughs> that is a uh, that is a uh, passage, for, uh, if you'll pardon the expression, uh, from um, uh, uh, one of the editions of Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm sure. Um, all right, so it goes foom. Um, and uh, they say it's never happened uh, here, Legionnaires. The Earth has always been our friend, and. Um, they say, well, well, we'll try and figure this out. And uh, and Element Lad even throws around title. He's like, as deputy leader of the Legion, this was the step where he was like deputy leader for several years. Um, but he wasn't a deputy leader like three terms in a row. Yeah, yeah. So this would have been at the beginning of that. Because then he was Lightning Lad's deputy. Uh, then, then Dreamy's. Yeah, so there you go. Um, then, uh, of, of then he he gets all ugly cry uh, face on there. I mean, he turns into don't say anything bad about Britney. 
leave Britney alone. <laughs> he says, and uh, this voice says, do not promise what is beyond your ability to deliver, Element Lad. Oh, God, how many times have I heard that? Yeah, Jesus. and there it is. It's MODOK. Wait, no. <laughs> It practically that, is Modoc. Yeah. 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 That's a great description. That's exactly what this character looks like for those of you who aren't following along in the book. It is a cross between Modoc and, and Cthulhu. And he says, For I swear the quakes shall return. And, um, and wherein Element Lad uh, utters the immortal words Legionnaires, I don't know what it is, but grab it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep pounding away. Come on. It's balls. Balls. What more do you need to know? Yeah. It's even shaped like a football. <laughs> Don't rub it. and It'll deflate. Um, uh, I like them when they're not cold and sticky. That's that my go. favorite part. I, yeah. I, I like them warm and leathery. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, talking my, I'm talking about my villains, Pauline. I know. I, I know what you were talking about. You should okay. talk about Shaft. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> um, so he says, uh, he, "Yeah, uh, you you try and figure out how it got here, Brainy. Super Boy and I will get the information from the horse's mouth." And uh, they go after the creature, and it disappears, reappearing an instant later behind them. Oh, oh no! And Superboy says, "What? We'll never catch it if it can do that." Really, Superboy, you have super speed. <laughs> mm. Except Apparently it's not that it only has it when they remember it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, uh, Dream Girl says, yes, you can, Superboy. Let me use my power of prophecy while you try a solo snatch. Oh, goodness gracious. Did Nora just invite Kal-El for a little Naltor nookie? So she says, the others wait while, where I, the, and the others wait where I predict he appears. And sure enough, it works. Brainy says, got him. Thanks, Nura. Um, and he says... Oh, my. We have some hentai on the next page. Yeah, he says, enough. Free me. I mean you no harm. And, uh, and they say, well, it doesn't sound like that. A minute ago, you were threatening us with more quakes. And he says, no, I swore that the quakes would return, but I am not the cause. Well, perhaps you should have been clear at the beginning, huh? <laughs> um, he says, I've come to protect the Remorians. You must listen to me. And some boys all, well, you know, we did jump on him awfully fast, gang. <laughs> well, and some nights are like that. Since we proved we can handle him, there's no reason not to listen. <sighs> it's just too easy. Mm -hmm. um, he says, I, I've journeyed here for good and honorable reasons. I am Seden. I am what you would call a sorcerer from the galaxy of Trevenon. I came to get the Crystal of Catastrophe, a mystic talisman we sent into the intergalactic void, only to discover that it had used its enchanted energies to drift backwards towards the, uh, the inhabited planets, seeking new worlds to destroy. The crystal thrives on disaster and will soon shake this place apart. You have only felt its first effects. He says, so then why didn't you destroy it or at least teleport it away? He says, I cannot. My mask, my mask, uh, my magic, sorry, my magics are too weak to affect the gem. But if you legionnaires can use your powers to recover it, then I can take it back to the void. Uh, I think they're getting jobbed. You think? Mm-hmm. 
The Legion would never get fooled. No, sir. No, Certainly sir. Certainly not by anybody that they'd let into their clubhouse. Yeah. The crystal rests in that distant volcano, and if you value the life of this world, bring it to me at once. So, okay, let's check it out. So off they go. And, uh, but Dreamy says, eh, I have a feeling there's more to this than Sedan is saying. And Element Lad's all like, all right, let me play it straight for a second. <laughs> Good luck with that. How so beautiful. And she says, I'm not certain. My prophetic power doesn't always work on command, but I'm sure it's trying to warn me. Oh, no. And the guy's all smiling, and he's like, they're fetching the crystal good. They're giving me the power I crave. The fools, they don't realize I caused the quakes to dupe them into getting the crystal for me. In moments, I shall have the real crystal, not just this image. And then I shall have all I need to be supreme. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Wow. And uh, so they're getting in there into the volcano, and they say, wow, that volcano is doing a good imitation of hell. They're having to squeeze into that crack, aren't they? Yeah. And, nice uh, them to leave Dream Girl behind up there. Well, it's too dangerous for a girl. It's obviously men's work. So, and, and Element Lad. Um, wow. Really? <laughs> Damn! You're just upset that his arrow is bigger than yours. (laughs) It really does quite literally put a point on it, doesn't it? Um, An arrow-shaped point. Um, So uh, Sunboy says, no sweat, Nora, literally. Brainy's force shield is keeping the the rocks off us, and I'm using my power to uh, absorb the heat within the shield. And uh, so that leaves Element Lad and Superboy free to search, uh, even though the volcano is laced with lead-bearing ore, which you know, you know what that means. Um, there's oh, be- no. There's, I don't know. Oh, no. Explain it to us. There's bound to be a secret cache of kryptonite around here somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. But hopefully certainly. It's the, hopefully it's the pink kryptonite. Mm. Yes. What, what's the effect of pink kryptonite? Turn Superman gay. There you go. Um, Grant Morrison, thank you. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Such a subtle leap. Um, <laughs> and so... Uh, Sorry, we'll call it pale scarlet kryptonite. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and then uh, Element Lad says, three to one, I get it first, big man. All right. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, he's he's gone back. All right. Talking um, to a bar. Yeah. Talking to a bar. <laughs> uh, he says, part of my element changing ability is the power to sense the composition of substances. And that makes a crystal stand out from rock like a moops ball. It was the moops. <laughs> the moops. Not the moors. I'm sorry. The card says moops. So the moops balls, <laughs> when they deflate, does that have an effect on moops ball? Indeed it does. Indeed it does. I, um, I don't know how moops ball is played. So. And he says, as I predicted, thar she blows. Mm. His dialogue is all over the place. Yeah, well. Um, so Superboy says, glad I didn't take your bet, Element Lad, but I sh- but I found it. Because <laughs> I'd have to bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you found it, but I hope you don't mind if I hold our little prize. <clears throat> um, now, let's get out of here. And so they go up to the top there, and uh, he says, here it is, Nura, hard to believe it can cause all that damage. And he said, very hard to believe. In fact, I don't believe it. Mm. And she su- suggests that they ought to take out a little insurance just in case their forearmed friend is fooling around with them. 
And so we see, uh, we, we move ahead and we rejoin Zidane as they all show up. And he says, you've returned already. Excellent. Quickly, give, give me the crystal before it can concentrate its essence energies on this planet again. We must halt the quakes. And um, Superboy says, slow down. There hasn't been a quake since before you showed up. And we'd like a little lengthier ex- explanation before we turn this over to you. You can begin with why you couldn't just get it for yourself. He's not happy with this. He says, no, you must give it to me immediately. I must have the crystal. And uh, he takes it away from Superman. He goes, there, it is mine now, as it should be. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. He says, you are fools, legionnaires, silly, gullible children who should not be trusted with such great powers. I caused the quakes that ra- that racked Remor. And now that I have the crystal, I shall summon them again. Kulthum. Take, Take a drink. drink. Thank God. And so um, he says the crystal focuses mystical energies and increases them. In my hands, it will bring a galaxy to its knees after it oh, no. <laughs> after it destroys you. Well, that's the best place to find the balls on your knees. Indeed. And yeah, on the on the other page, you got Johnny Unitas teaching a teaching a kid to shoot. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Rude. For a, a, a Daisy BB gun. Oh, 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 man. I don't know what Johnny Unitas has well. to do with a, with a da- Daisy BB gun, but hey. Well, as we've said before on this podcast, you'll shoot your eye out. They, mm-hmm. they, they've got to man up this issue. All right. <laughs> I, 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 I. Who is Johnny Unitas? He's a, He's football, a player. football player. Oh, okay, I've heard the name. I just I just don't. He's hey, like I, knew, I knew a sports reference. I should get points. That's all I'm saying. He's former Baltimore Colts quarterback, if that lets you know how old that is. Yeah, Baltimore Baltimore Colts. Yeah, exactly. So that's even before they had a CFL team. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that would. And of course, now they became now then they became the hated Indianapolis Colts. Okay. All right. Now I got it. Who I still refer to as the hated Colts. Because Why? well, because I was rooting against them one game, and I've forever called them that. So oh, okay. Yeah. Well, now they then they can't handle their balls. They can't handle their balls. Literally, no. Dear Lord. Um. So um, he opens the chest only to explode in fiery fury. Yarg! <laughs> flame on! Yeah. He says, "No flame stealing my strength. Can't focus on crystal." They said, <laughs> "You're right, Nora. He is weakened There's- by fire." There's a lot oh, of guys who can't concentrate while on crystal. It's okay. <laughs> over here, we got an ad for crazy crabs. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> so he bursts into flames. <laughs> there's crabs. And there's crabs. And balls. And balls. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he says uh, the phosphorus coating that Element Lad created around the crystal did a perfect job bursting in fl- into flames when exposed to the air. And um, then St- Sunboy uh, wraps him up in a cage of fire. <laughs> cage of fire! We, and, we, yeah. If Scott were here, he'd appreciate this house ad. Uh-huh. Showcase 94, the uh-huh. all-new Doom Patrol. Ooh. Mm. So that was, we're, we're to that, are we? Sweet. I, I thought that was uh, later than this. That's cool. Me too. I, I always, I, for some reason, I always pegged that as as being <laughs> in in 78. But now that you mention it, 
I seem to recall the cover of that issue also inviting me to be in the Superman movie. Yep, that is ah, correct. There you sir. go. Yeah, so there you have it. It's um, that is the Superman one, right? Yep, Superman that's one. correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so they were they Superman were Superman two was eighty, correct? Uh, Something like that. Yeah. yeah. No, of course they were filmed back to back for the most part. So. So I guess uh, a Superman two one lots would have been able to fill that uh, Times Square scene in Superman two. <laughs> exactly, and the Niagara Falls stuff. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so this is this is great. Um, and so uh, then again, uh, Element Lads, all I've got to hand it to you, beautiful. Your instinct was one hundred percent correct. Okay, in Element Lab's defense, gay men compliment women on their looks all the time when they're actually good looking. Well, fair enough, fair enough. Um, (laughs) And so she says, you should learn to trust my premonitions. After all, they're strong enough to count as a a Legion-eligible superpower. Close enough for me. Drink. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, she says, I saw that with the crystal, Saddam would be able to defeat both Morju and the Legion, and then nothing Ooh. would stand in his way. That's pretty a powerful crystal there. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, he, and. He would have thrown it at Morju's jet ski. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and then, um, Brainy says, you also noticed that he avoided Sunboy and reasoned he'd be afraid of the volcano's heat, which is why he needed us. And Superboy says, and that, my monstrous friend, was that. He said, you will regret this, Legionnaires. Because he's uh, Harvey Farstein. <laughs> you know, what, one thing I will say here, uh, Brainy just gave Nura props for noticing something he didn't notice. Yeah. So, And since this is a Paul Levitt's told tale, it may be that he was thinking about sowing the seeds and making Dream Girl a smart lady. Way yeah, back when. yeah, yeah. So. Um... Because clearly she wasn't cast as the smart one. No, no. <laughs> you know, before Levitz really took over in the second round. And even then, he kind of played the ditziness. Well, but he, then... he played the vamp as her act. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And uh, and certainly he would come to write um, um, Element Lad in a far better manner. Um, okay. And, uh, you know, I, I honestly think Element Lad was one of the highlights of, of his first run on the Legion. I would agree with you. Um, anyway, so, uh, and so they said, I doubt it, Sudan, and I'm sure we'll see him again. Um, he says, since you won't be in a position to make your threats for a long time. And, um, somebody says, this fire cage will hold you till we get you to Tacrangaltos. Um, I love that, uh, in this, somebody has the precision to be able to make a, a cage with bars on, on this. Right. Um, and to make it float. Yes, yes, indeed. So well, I don't making know. it float is just science, Darren. Uh, well, I know that, but I'm just wondering. Yeah, you know, don't you're not supposed to smoke on a plane, so they're gonna have a fire cage on board while they go to Tacrangaltos. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just saying, I'm I'm thinking the TSA would have something to say about mm-hmm. this. Um, he says, and then the uh, United Planets will design a special cell just for you, and uh, Superboy will take your precious crystal back to the 20th century for safekeeping. A thousand years out of your reach. Oh, nothing can go wrong there. No, nothing ever will go wrong there. Good grief. Oh, wait. But wait. 
Oh, yes. But maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. But the, Because the crystal is the key to the dilemma in Superboy's first solo story in Adventure Comics 453. Oh, no. That would have been the story with uh, Mighty Girl. Oh. Where it was... Um, I think she wishes for superpowers, and uh, he's got... And, of course, the... Uh, um, I guess he comes back into the 20th century, saves her in this thing at some um, um, summer camp, and she wishes that she could be uh, a superhero just like him. And uh, and the the crystal picks up on her wish and and makes it come true. Um, Just make a wish. Yeah, it was... was, when you so what what had happened was this was so yeah four fifty adventure four fifty three they they started they had Aquaman as the backup feature and Superboy was the lead feature, mm. and I I remember picking that one up on the newsstand that was kind of mm. I had read some Legion stuff and uh, and and I think like you know did uh, or, or no I hadn't I don't think I had read any any Legion at that point. But I do remember picking up that Superboy issue, and it, it and it was great because that was it was a great hey this is your first uh, comic kind of thing, um, because it it filled me all in on the Pete Ross thing, um, so I learned very quickly that su- this was Superman as a as a boy and and uh, and all these different things. But now that I now you know because I hadn't read this story before today. And uh, and now now putting that together, it's like I remember the crystal. Now it makes sense. It only took all. It only took um, you know, thirty eight years. Um, so next issue, and this is key. Next issue, Legion becomes a sixty a sixty cent giant monthly. And the Fatal Five return in a new 34-page star-spanning epic starring 11 Legionnaires. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Should be fun. Should be fun. Exactly. All right. So uh, who's going to take on the next story, which is the uh, Bouncing the, Boy Our Bouncing Boy feature. backup? Yes. <laughs> Darren's all about the Bouncing Boys. All right. There you go. Balls. <laughs> I guess it's me. All right, so uh, it's an Untold Tale Legion, The Day Bouncing Boy Bounced Back, written by Paul Levitz, uh, artists Mike Nasser and Jack Abel, and Liz Barube, or Barube? Barube. 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 Uh, is the colorist. And we see weeks ago, all Legion members, uh, light years away, gathered on Shanghala, the cemetery asteroid, to witness Chemical King's funeral. Mm. Uh, the assembled might of the Legion also visited the graves of other departed comrades, Feral Lad and Invisible Kid. While on Earth, Legion headquarters stood alone. But they didn't visit the other other graves there. Just, they would have had to take just, a step. Just the three, I guess, they were there to visit. I... While on Earth, Legion headquarters stood alone and unguarded, or so the world thought. Um, an untold tale of the Legion. Uh, the day Bouncing Boy bounced back. And we see Chuck Tane in the Legion's headquarters. And the red alert is going off. Someone is trying to break in. Well, guess what? Usually they just walk through the front door. So congratulations for adding security. Mm-hmm. And um, Chuck is running through the quarters going, I may, be just, uh, I may be just a Legion reservist now that my powers are gone, but it's, up. it's my job to guard the clubhouse. I'm not going to fail my first time out. The entrance corridor alarm rang, but the automatic defenses should have already stopped the intruder. 
and we see a science police officer around the corner. Wrong, Bouncing Boy. I took care of your defenses, and now I'm going to take care of you. And uh, Bouncing Boy plows into the guy's stomach. Ugh. I don't know who you are, mister, or why you're wearing a science police uniform, but no one just takes a legionnaire. And Bouncing Boy speaks truly, for although he is overweight and out of shape, he fights on. Wow. Damn. Okay. Struggling through the swiftly rising mist that falls that fills the hall, a defense triggered by a control uh, the intruder was unaware of. Knockout gas. Within seconds, the combatants are both unconscious, only to awaken moments later, encased in spheres of pure energy. Oh, no. Pure energy. Anyway. So uh, they both wake up about the same time, I guess, and Chuck says, what happened? And uh, the science police officer says, I guess I missed a couple of the defense controls. Obviously, the Morpheus mist and energy cages are still working, and thanks to your tampering, they grabbed me too. Who are you? Uh, the name's Devron, and I really am a science police officer. Mm. I worked with the LSH before, so the chief thought I should keep an eye on LSH headquarters while the members attended the ceremony. Terrific. Didn't anyone ever tell them the Legion Reserve takes care of that? I guess not. What do we do now? We wait. Once the cages are triggered, they have to be deactivated from a hidden control, which, uh, need I mention, is out of our reach. If I had my powers, I might be able to bounce out of here, but my inflatability vanished last year. And Devron says, and I dropped my blaster during our fight. Well, don't worry. You won't need it. When your chief hears about this, you'll be stuck with desk duty. <laughs> oh, no. And Devron says, I know it, but the you're no better off. 30th century edition. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be more of a laughing stock than ever when your buddies let you out of here. There's got to be a way out. And Bouncing Boy bashes his hand against the energy cage. and goes, yow, my hand. Blast that stings. I'm never going to get through the shield this way. Wait a minute. My hand, it's swelling up like a balloon or a football. <laughs> Balls. Just like when I still had my power. That's it. The energy from the cage has recharged the elastic serum in my cells, restored the bouncing power to my hand, which means if I put my whole body into contact with the energy cage, hello, <laughs> I'll get my power back completely. And Devron says, but the shock to your system, it could kill you while it restores your power. I doubt it, Devron, but even if it does, it'll be worth it. At least I'll go as a hero, as Crackle, Bouncing Boy, Sproing. <laughs> then with his newly restored, inflated, body-absorbing, the en enormous energies bouncing boy ricochets back and forth in the cage and pushing his suet limits, breaks through, free, boing! And now, my friend, as for you, I think it's time we struck a bargain. Name it, bouncing boy, just get me out of here. Done. All you have to do is promise not to tell anyone that I have my power back. I'm happily married, and I want to stay that way. If my wife hears I have my power back, she'll always be worried that I'm sneaking off for some mission. Got it, and thanks. Later, when the Legionnaires are returned, Saturn Girl and Lightning Lad see uh, Bouncing Boy there in the monitor room and say, glad you could cover for us, Chuck. I'd hate to ask the science police for help. With you doing guard duty, it's almost like you had your powers again. It was fun, but I'm afraid my superpower days are gone forever. Hmm. Never the end. Dun, dun, dun. So he's, like, lying? Yeah. Isn't there a Legion code violation at work there? He's a reservist. Mm, oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And Saturn Girl promised never to read anyone's minds, so... Except for yeah. when she does. Yes, yeah. except for those times. <laughs> except for when they're unconscious, you know. I gotta say, I kind of liked the uh, the Mike Nasser art on this. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. It really was. And it, it actually, it read better than the main tale, I think. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean... Much so. simpler story, for sure. Nice to I see mean... Devron looking white, so, you know. 
bad. Remember, he was supposed to be the black science police that's officer. That's right. That's yeah. right. He yeah. got recolored. Right, you, Alabama. <sighs> mm. anyway. I wonder if that if that's why. Um, maybe that's why they. Well, I know Grell was off the book by this point. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what? It's not. That's like, why we have Sherman art. So. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Although I, I would have liked to have seen Tyrock meet Devron at some point. I wonder if that happens. I guess we'll get to it. So, because that would just be awkward. <laughs> the, the last page of this issue is a publishorial from Jeanette. Yeah. Ooh. About uh, re- the reprinting of Swamp Thing from the beginning. Oh, cool. Because the first issue sold for six dollars and she knows some fans can't afford that that's true oh that's awesome remember a comic book used to be 35 cents back here so yeah 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 six dollars was the first major. two issues are available in a 60 cent package isn't that interesting so that that's where the 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 this whole second print thing came about um right wow that's cool that's very just very interesting because it, it it really was sort of a precursor of, of of what would come, right? I mean, it yeah, would, really. It, you know, wouldn't be long before we were dealing with uh, with digests with uh, with reprints. Oh and, yeah, those, um, are those are right down the line. That's right. That's right. So so we would end up with those because again, you know the the. Um, I, I mean, this and this and the speculation market in the in the late seventies was nowhere near what it would become. Like, like Matt no. said, I mean, the book went for six for six bucks, um, and that was a, that was a fairly big deal. Yeah, I mean, back in the seventies, I've I've seen ads in some of these comics where you can get action number one for fifty bucks. Wow, <laughs> I can get action for less than that. I know. Um, but, but I mean, I, I, I remember sort of in the late eighties, maybe early nineties. Yeah. I guess it would have been, had to have been early nineties getting the, um, and this at the time was the most I'd ever spent on a back issue. I bought the, um, daredevil, um, the sort of two or three issues around, around, uh, Electra's death. Mm. Oh, yeah. So what, like 181, 182, somewhere around yeah. there? And, uh, and I mean, I think I spent a good 12 bucks a piece on those. Yeah, those, those issues ha- have held their value. Yeah. But at the time, like, like you know, that, oh, was, yeah. that was a heck of a lot of money to spend on a back issue. I was like, mm-hmm. do I really want this? But it was like, man, this is, you know, I, and I was loving the, uh, the Miller Daredevil. And, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, because I was getting into it a, a few years after it was a thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I had read most of it, but those issues were like, yeah, oh, I don't know, and yeah. uh, and so to part with that kind of cash for for a back for a back issue, and this so this would have been like ninety ninety one. Um, who knew how far that market was going to go in just in just right. a couple of short years? And you know? who knew how far it was going to crash? Well, that's it. I should have got I should have got rid of them in in uh, in ninety five. <laughs> 94 to be yeah. safe but yeah. you know whatever well yeah. yeah but you know when i get it when i when we fix the time bubble that's <laughs> what that's what i'll do yeah but before getting into purchasing some of the older issues of adventure 
I think the most money I'd ever spent on a single issue was uh, I bought a copy of X Men number twelve for twenty bucks. Wow! In like ninety ninety one, because that, that's that's the first appearance of a juggernaut. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, Did you pick it up and say, "Don't you know who I am"? No, because no. that didn't exist. Oh. <laughs> well, wibbly wobbly. What about you, Darren? What was your uh, What was your first big uh, back issue purchase? Oh, I went to uh, a con in South Carolina. It doesn't exist anymore. Um, I had bought a few back issues, but I had decided that I was going to take my my hard earned work study money in college, and I uh, bought a whole bunch of Superboy and the Legions. Shocking! I know. Nice. Nice. I went all the way. I went as far back as I could at that con, and mm-hmm. I think I bought them for like a dollar, two dollars a piece. Wow! You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> well. You so, got to imagine like, back then nothing was traded. So that was the only way that's to read it. Stories. That's it. So and, you had to go back issue diving. And I mean, I remember, you know, having got rid of most of my collection in, in my early teens. And when I got back into comics and, and um, one of the first things I set to do was rebuild my Legion collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that was like everything. Um, you know, because I, I, I don't think I had anything left. Um, I, I might have had some of the Legion kicking around, but I seem to recall buying, you know, buying a lot of things that I had bought before. And, um, and certainly didn't exist back then. Well, so. and certainly I, I didn't have any of the Baxter stuff. So I, I went and, uh, and, and bought all of that, you know, and it was only, and really it's only in the last few years that I actually completed that run. Um, um, I, I think actually the last issue that I, or I, I picked up a couple of, a couple of issues um, two years ago that, that completed it, but mm-hmm. the the big gap was actually um, uh, thirty eight, which I got from Rick. Yeah, and that's, uh, and uh, that's and still a tough one to come by. Yeah, yeah, and and it was just I I posted on the forum that I, that that was one I was looking for, and he's like, I've got it. What do you want to trade for it? And um, so, um, but but I so I I bought a lot of the Superboy and the Legion stuff at that point, mm-hmm. and so this would have been uh, you know ninety like this mm-hmm. probably the the summer of ninety and uh, I was I was making some decent money and uh, and I tell you it was all getting funneled into comics. <laughs> yeah, same here, same here. You know, it was like it was like I set aside X amount for uh, for school and the rest of it went went on comics and um, and you know, in that summer the thing the two things that I remember really focusing on were rebuilding my the Legion collection and building and building up the Suicide Squad collection. Oh wow! Yeah, I bought I bought you know as much of that series as I could buy at that at that time as well, and uh, and I and the, and I think I was really focused on kind of buying it in order, so that I wouldn't kind of read ahead. Yeah, that, that was always buying backwards. Yeah, was problematic. I, yeah, I still have, I'm still in that mindset. I've got a, I've got some back issues that 
some series I'm in the process of buying the back issues for that I haven't read because I'm still missing one issue. Hey, totally, totally. And, and, and so I can't buy it on Comixology because I have every other one in, pr- in uh, print. Yeah, yeah. You want to have that consistency of format for sure. I think I, um, now I do have the one issue I'm missing, of course, I did get, um, on, on Comixology, just so I could, you know, if I want to, if, when I'm doing a reread, I can, I can, I can hit that. But, uh, but I think, I think the first issue that I picked up of Suicide Squad was issue 50. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was that whole thing with the, the, the whole zombie thing. Right. Mm. And, um, and Rick Flagg's son and all that. And so, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I got to check this out. And that's when I went back and, uh, and I picked up like the first six issues, read them, had to have more right away. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah. so, so I really got, I kind of got deep into that. And I, I was missing, I had huge gaps in the collection. But at some point, I was like, I have enough of a critical mass where I can read a bunch of this. I, but there would be like a big gap, and it's like, wow, everything's different all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's going to be a bear a full series reread, which I, I, I plan to get to soon. But uh, yeah. um, just because it's always great to read that stuff. But you know, and that, I, I'm not saying that's a, it's a, quick read but i mean the first the first 50 issues or so of the suicide squad series is great it is it absolutely is yeah and there's some good stuff that follows that as well i mean it's it's clear he was getting pushed in some different directions but yeah but even that even then for for a guy who was getting pushed to do certain things for certain for certain reasons um it's it's pretty solid yeah. You know, you get that it, that just whole when it starts getting into those like, War of the Gods crossover. Oh yeah, like but but his was one of the best of them. That's true, right? When he had the writer, which was the Grant Morrison analog, <laughs> um, where it was like um, it was basically the Grant Morrison character from Animal Man, and uh, he was he was in the uh, Suicide Squad uh, War of the Gods crossover, and that was actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, now nah, he, you know, even when he got forced into some nonsense, uh, I, I, I still think he did it better than, than any, anyone else. And, um, and the, and the art on that series, so interesting, like, like so many great artists worked on that book. Ah, so there, there really needs to be a super, a suicide squad podcast. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but but yeah, so so I mean that's that's one of the things I always I I always uh, that, uh, one of the sort of back issue some of the back issue days that I look um, I look back on fondly, and uh, and I seem to recall one one time like when I picked up the, that bunch of uh, um, su- Suicide Squad issues along with a bunch of Legion issues the, at the same time it was in it was downtown Toronto, and I went to Dragon Lady Comics which used to be on Queen Street West. And it was a, it was a really good shop, and um, and I think I think I was meeting meeting my girlfriend at the time. We were going to the, like the museum, or we were we were going to the museum or something. So we went to the museum, and then I remember getting home from there, and um, sorting the issues. And I was watching Cheers. It, it was a new episode. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. New episode of Cheers. It was, and it was, it was the the episode where Sam and Rebecca decided that they were going to have a kid together. 
Oh. And uh, and so so that's that's a, a couple of seasons before the end. So it would have been well, obviously, yeah, it would have been summer of uh, of ninety. And um, so maybe it wasn't a new episode, or maybe it was the end of the season. It was or something. new to you, as was NBC used to say. Certainly new to me, but but like, considering my when I say the summer of ninety, it was like you know my school year ended in in April, so it could well have been like the end of that season, and. Um, and and I so I have this vivid memory of sorting through that and watching that you know that particular episode being on and then and then shutting off the TV and it's like I'm gonna read the Suicide Squad thing and uh, and just being blown away by it. Mm. Ah, good times, good times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that someone really does need to do a Suicide Squad. <laughs> and you can talk, and all you have to do is to, is it is, what issue is the. Batman versus Waller is at ten. That's eight or ten. I think. Yeah, that's. I'm like, it's either eight or ten. They can just talk about that episode after episode, and I would listen to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, such and a great the, cover and the too. Secret origins of this of a, of Amanda Waller too. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Oh yeah. Find out all the crap she's been through. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the private lives issues. Ah, oh, oh yeah, so good. Uh, was it Father Kramer and? Uh, yep. Yeah. Who then appeared in uh, the the Spectre series? Oh, that's right. That's see, uh, Ostrander created his own his own little. He just carved out this beautiful little corner of the DCU for himself, and did so much great stuff with it. True, he did. Yeah. He was excellent. Absolutely. All right. He, he, he did the same thing at Dark Horse with Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, I, I, you know that that is that it's very true. I mean, he he again did some world building and uh, took took something that existed and then added a whole lot of value to it. And um, <clears throat> buddy, marvelous. This week on Australia Cast. Oh, take a drink. <laughs> oh, take a drink. Outstanding. All right, so let's uh, let's wrap this up. Then, anyone got anything else to throw in? Um, balls. Outstanding. Oh. All right, all right. Uh, you rub those things so they're nice and leathery. Um, comments as always are welcome legion of substitute podcasters at gmail.com you can join in the conversation on our facebook t- page which can easily be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com uh we are on the twitter we are losp podcast and in addition to all those things you can head over to our website legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com and can you can leave a comment on this or any episode and with that we make our way back into the time bubble we're going to head back to the 21st century pick up that little crystal that Superboy seems to have left behind. <laughs> and we will... S- oh, yep. Maybe you get some cheap back issues. Get some cheap back issues back in the day when you could. $6 for Swamp Thing number one, y'all. I know, right? Uh, this was... Remember, this was pre-Moore. This, yes. Yeah, which would drive that stuff crazy. Um, and uh, anyway. Ah, uh, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. And we will see you all next week. Mm, balls. <laughs> <laughs>